everybody, this is Dimity McDowell with the Train Like a Mother Club. I have Coach Amanda Loudon here, who is the coach for our traditional running programs. We have a 10K, uh, coach, a 10K program that she oversees, as well as a 10 mile and a bunch of half marathon and marathon programs. And the world is getting back to racing, which is really exciting. We, we love the virtual races, but we also really do love the in-person races. So this is the first time we've done a coach Q&A um, in, gosh, probably, <laughs> I don't know, 14, 15 months. Long time. So it's been a long time, I know. So hi, Amanda, how are you doing? Hi, I'm well, thanks. I'm excited to do this because it does feel, I mean, you know, we all keep in touch on on the Facebook page and everything else, but this is a little more, more you know, realistic and, and in person, it feels like. So. It is. It's fun. And it's fun to hear from people and get their specific questions and kind of talk to them in person. So, well, first of all, so, so t speaking of talking in person, how are you doing? How did you weather? I, I know the pandemic isn't over, but how, you know, yeah. we're coming out of it. So how did, how did things yeah. go overall yeah. for you? I mean, you know, I think like anyone, it, it was, you know, it was a long, chronically stressful situation, but I also feel very fortunate. And, um, I both myself, my son are vaccinated. My daughter is halfway to vaccinated, fully vaccinated. So I think for me, um, you know, that that um, I my my stress went down the minute we like you know that we were vaccinated because yes. for me the, the, the biggest fear was was getting this disease. You know, yeah. like I didn't mind giving up things, but I was afraid of the disease, and I didn't like living in fear. You know. Yeah, I hear you. I hear you, and it's funny because I think you don't. Know, I, for me personally, I didn't know. Like, I was like, oh, it's, it's fine. I'm, you know, I, even though you hear all the stories, I'm like, I'm healthy. It's going to be okay if I get it. And then I, I'm, I'm, I've gotten my first shot and I got in the car and I just started crying. And I was yeah. like, oh my gosh, I didn't realize how much stress I was holding in from, you know, taking care of myself and my family and isolating and all that stuff. So yeah, yeah I hear you. It's a, it's yeah. a nice sense of relief for sure. Absolutely. For sure. Absolutely. Well, and so we're coming back to life. And so a lot of women and, and some races are coming back and some are not, right? There's definitely a lot of, there's a lot of gray right now. Nothing is black and white. Well, nothing's ever yeah. black and white, but there's a yeah. lot of gray. So even if a race is coming back, some people may not be comfortable going back to race in person, which is totally fine. So we're going to cover a bunch of different situations. But if there are people that are headed out that you know, um, we do know actually that are racing in May, in June, and they haven't done it in 14, 15, 16 months, what's your, what's the first thing that you want to tell them? <laughs> you know, I think the first thing I want to say is give yourself grace. And even if you've been training consistently all the way throughout, don't forget that racing takes practice and you're yeah. out of practice. It's been a very long time. Even if you've raced virtually, you're out of practice for race day and, and the nerves that come with it and running with other people and maybe getting, you know, um, kind of, you know, sucked up and in, into in going out too fast and all those things and practicing your fueling and your drinking and all those things. I think you should just, whatever your first race is, don't pin all your hopes on it. You know, sure. this, is, this is kind of a practice run. Um, is the way I would look at it. So I think, you know, mindset is really, really important right now going into a return to racing. I mean, I think about it a little bit, and this, this may be a little bit too of an intense of a, of a um, comparison, but I remember my first trail race, and I had been running a lot of rail races, a lot of road races at that point, and I was feeling, you know, strong and a really good runner, feeling really confident in myself. And then I got on the trail, and there were all these people around me, right? And I had been used to running by myself on the trail, yeah. right? I prepared for the trail race, but 
not to have, you know, you kind of get in kind of a Peloton on the trail, you know, a line of runners. So it's a little bit different. You have some room on the road, but you're probably not used to having people around you all the time running and little like, you know, the swerve and dodge and, you know, getting to aid stations and again, and letting their pace dictate your effort, which is, oh my gosh, I mean, that's easy to do no matter what, right? Absolutely. Yeah. And also like, don't discount. I mean, like what you were just mentioning, like not being used to being around people in a race situation. None of us are used to being around people either. And, and in the back of your head, there might be even a little bit of fear just about being around people, which is going to kind of add a little bit of stress to your overall body. And so keep that in mind too, you know, like these are things that just, this is uncharted territory for many of us right now. Yeah, yeah, for sure. I mean, because I'm still in the practice of I'm walking the dogs and if I have someone coming towards me on the sidewalk, either that person or my, or I will go into the street. Like we will not Absolutely. pass each other on the sidewalk, yeah. you know? Yeah. So, yeah, so again, the maybe that unconscious fear, unconscious stress that you may not even know is there is um, you know, is definitely playing a part. So, so Grace is our middle middle name for everybody. So, I'm talking to Amanda Grace Loudon right now. That's awesome. <laughs> I like it. I like it. Um, I mean, and just, I mean, there are some people going back. Cindy's running. Um, it's a cool thing in um, Eau Claire, Wisconsin. It's called the Bridge to Bridge. Um, Banjo's excited about that. Uh, the Sweet 16 option, which consists of running a one, a five, and a 10-mile race all the same weekend. That's the first weekend in May. Um, Kelly's hopefully going back to a half marathon um, at the end of May in Memphis. Um, Lisa is also looking at a Stillwater Half Marathon at the end of May. They haven't opened registration officially. This was a couple weeks ago, so maybe they have by now. But um, if it doesn't happen, she's down to, to do a virtual race that day. And then we have um, Johanna here with us, uh, who I'm going to ask to unmute. Uh, she is all the way over in uh, Sverga, right? Is that how you say Sweden in, uh, in Swedish? Yeah, that was very good, Dimity. <laughs> thank you. Thank you. I, I spent a semester in Stockholm way back in the day. So <laughs> that's probably all I remember. But you are um, signing up for your you signed up for your first half marathon ever. So tell us about it because you wrote a little bit about it on the Facebook page. It sounds lovely. Yes. Oh, thank you. Uh, yes, I'm very excited about it. It's uh, I am Swedish, uh, currently not living and training in Sweden, though. I, I, I live in in uh, in Israel. Uh, I, I'm a diplomat, so I, I work here currently. Uh, but yes, I signed up for my first uh, half marathon in, in the south of Sweden, on the southwest coast of Sweden. Um, it's both a marathon and a half marathon on the same day. And, yeah. uh, and I signed up for the half. And hopefully it will take place this year. Last year I looked at it, but I decided not to sign up. Then it was a virtual race. Uh, so far it's still on. Um, mm-hmm. And and it's crossed. It, it will take place. It's on the third of July, and nice. um, I'm going back to Sweden for 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 holidays. So I'm I'm really hoping that um, I can run it. Yeah. Well, and it's your first half marathon. So just I mean, I love hearing runners' stories. So tell us how you got started running and why you're um, why you're going for the half marathon distance. Yeah. So so I started running. Um, I think around three or three years ago now i think so uh, okay. my children were young at the time i think it's a story that many people recognize but they were young at the time it was the easiest way to get some exercise and get out of the door um so i started and i think i think i wrote this to coach amanda at some point but i think i made every beginner's mistake that you could <laughs> <laughs> and ended up with chin splints and and just suffering for for uh, 
the first year or so, but I, I kept at it and I, I ran a few 5Ks and uh, I think an 8K race and a 10K race and I just you know, figured that I should progress to, to, uh, to a half marathon because I, I really, really enjoy running and it gives oh, me good. so much pleasure and relief, stress relief. And um, yeah, so uh, I'm, and, and I'm lucky now to, to, to be able to train by the Mediterranean instead of snowy, icy, cold Sweden. Oh, yeah, well, I was just about to ask you, what's the what's the weather like right now? So we're recording this kind of end of April. What's the weather like in Israel? Is it, oh, it's is it beautiful. Like spring-like? It's, yeah. It's, it's summer. It's uh, I, I work on Celsius since I'm European, but... Yes, yes. <laughs> it's uh, around 25 Celsius, and I... Oh, yeah, that's really warm. Yeah, it's very nice, yeah. Nice, nice. Well, good luck. I'm glad that you're. Which which program are you following? Um, which Coach Amanda program are you? Following? Uh, I'm I'm following the Run It. Mm-hmm. Yeah. The run at one. Yep. Yeah. Nice. Nice. Well, yeah. we're wishing you the best. I hope it goes off. It sounds beautiful. You said that the um, the area. What? Where is it in Sweden? What's it called? Um, the area is called uh, Bjäre. <laughs> it's difficult to yeah. translate, but it's uh, it's. Um, it's very. If you look at the map, it's it's very southern part of Sweden, where it is at its most well, as close as possible to Denmark as possible, almost. So it's um, the 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 town where the the um, race will start is Turikov, and it will finish in a, in, a, in a town close by called Beosta, uh, uh-huh. <laughs> and you will run along the the coast basically. Oh, sounds wonderful. That sounds so beautiful. Yeah, you said that JFK called this area the Cape Cod of Sweden when he finished when he finished with his de- visited, I'm sorry, with his then Swedish girlfriend Gunilla uh, before she before he married Jackie. So, yeah. that's a good okay. little bit of tidbit. Thanks for sharing ah. that. I well we well if it goes and we really hope it goes as we hope everybody's races um are are available. Um we need some pictures for sure because sure. it sounds yeah. awesome. <laughs> and we need pictures cuz it's your first half marathon. So, wishing oh, you the yeah. best. Thank you. Yeah. Good luck. Thanks. Uh, awesome. Well, and so um and that's a good point because she is training in warm temperatures. Um, and some of us are training in super warm temperatures. And then if you're in Colorado, it's 25 and snowing. And then the next day it's 45 and raining. And you don't know what race day is going to be. So um, let's talk a little bit, especially because a lot of these races are in May when it's going to get warmer, but the weather has been fickle in April. So what's your body doing and how do you kind of, if you look at the calendar or you look at your weather and the race day is 10, 15 degrees higher than what you're used to, how, how are you mentally and physically adjusting. Yeah, I think this time of the year is one of the hardest times to race because you are in this, like you said, you know, kind of like this roller coaster of weather um, and you never know what you're going to get. And um, even if you're on a stretch of, you know, two or three weeks of cooler temperatures, all of a sudden you might get an 83 day and your body's not going to be ready. So, um, you know, I I definitely recommend to to the extent that you can, trying to get out in the warmer hours of the day at this time of year, you know, I mean, I know that's really hard for a lot of us because a lot of us are, you know, 5 a.m. runners um, out of necessity. Um, But if you get a chance to get out there a little bit later in the day when there's full on sunshine, you know, beating down on you to to help you acclimate, that's great. Um, If you want to go take it to the treadmill and get into some warmer, you know, temperatures for a couple of weeks leading up to the race, that's not a bad idea either. throw on an extra layer, you know, and you can throw on extra layers inside, outside, whatever it might be. 
Um, it won't be a lot of fun, but it, <laughs> it, it, I'm speaking, you know, as an overheater, um, but, but it will, it will help you acclimate, you know, so um, try some of those things as you get closer to race day. Um, and, and just keep in mind again, that, you know, mother nature may throw you a really brutal day. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And if she does, and if you don't have a chance to get out or, you know, run with a garbage bag on, which I'm kidding, of course, you're not going to run with a garbage bag on. Um, okay. but, uh, but you know, so you get there, you're going to have to start, you're going to have to give yourself grace squared, right? Starting yep. a lot slower and yep. letting your body kind of warm up to the situation and knowing that your pace if, especially if you had, you know, a string of like perfect running days in the 45, 50 degree range and yeah. you're like feeling like a rock star and then you show up and it's going to be 75 and windy. That's a very different situation. So, yeah. um, I mean, yeah, so, I mean, there, you know, there's no, I mean, there are, there are people that have like, you know, um, done the math, right. And said, you're going to slow down this much per right. every degree yeah. or whatever. Um, and right. But I feel like sometimes that often sets you up, too, because you're like, ah, I shouldn't be doing this. Like, it's really important just to tune into your body. Right. Absolutely. And kind of because that, so so I mean, let's talk. I mean, the half marathon, that kind of feels like where a lot of people are. I mean, let, let's just talk a minute about pacing again as far as effort goes. Right. Not splits, yeah. but just effort. So if you are going out again, just to relearn how to race, what's what's a general guideline, Amanda, for, for yeah, most I mean runners? I mean, first of all, you know, I'm, I'm a fan of the start slow method, no matter what, but, yeah. um, in particular right now, you know, go out and try not to look at your watch, try to just kind of let your body tell you what you're doing. And then as you get, you know, around like mile nine, 10, if you're feeling particularly good, then go ahead and pick it up and try to finish really strong and give yourself, you know, a little boost of confidence. Um, but, um, otherwise, you know, this is a time to, again, coming off the pandemic, considering the time of the year and the weather, you know, all those things together, just kind of test things out, let it, you know, don't, don't really be a watch watcher. Um, yeah, sure. And, uh, you know, ease into things and see where, where, where it takes you. Do you feel like, um, because people are gonna be like, okay, but what does that mean? You know? <laughs> so, I mean, are we starting at a, you know, a long run, like training pace, you know, if that's, if they wanted like a, you know, an easy kind of like a four or five on the RPE scale of like one to 10. Is that where you're starting for the first couple of miles just to give yourself a little bit of runway to speed up? Does that sound? Yeah, um, I, think so. I, think, I think five's a pretty sweet spot for that kind of thing, you know? And then again, like I said, as you get toward the end, if you've got some gas left in the tank, you know, just ratchet it up and see what you can do. Sure. Um, yeah, you're not going to fall apart if, if you've, if you've been conservative, you know, up until like a mile nine or 10, and you want to like really just kind of open up and see what you can do. You're not going to fall apart in that amount of time. You might feel kind of crappy, but you're not going to fall apart. Wheels sure. aren't going to off your bus. You're going to you're going to finish out. So, um, okay. yeah, yeah. Nice. Well, and so this this is a question from Jill who um, says I'm really struggling to go out slow and speed up for the second half of the run. Um, she says I feel comfortable um, when I start, but I'm running out of steam the last mile or so of my long rides, a uh, long mm -hmm. runs. Um, she mm -hmm. says you know, she says, my pace is still about a minute per mile too fast at the beginning. Mm -hmm. What strategies can she use? Let's give her some, some, you know, concrete strategies to try and break herself of this habit. I mean, definitely, you know, I, I get what she says that she's going out and it feels comfortable, yes. um, but you're going to have to make it feel maybe slightly uncomfortably slow. You know, um, I, I just kind of, um, even if you don't even, I mean, I like people to do warm ups before they start a run, but um, 
you know, one strategy for, for slowing yourself down might be to kind of forego the warm up a little bit and kind of use that first mile or two as your warm up, you know, so, you know, and just really, really, really ease into it. But it should feel, if you're struggling, I mean, make it feel ridiculously, stupidly, embarrassingly slow, you know? Yeah. yeah. Um, so I, I mean, I really think that's important. And then, um, and again, keep the eyes off the watch so that you're not letting your ego infringe on, you know, like, oh gosh, you know, I know I can be better than this. Don't, you know, try, try to avoid that and just ease, ease, ease into it. And then, you know, like when you round out that, that halfway mark, you know, then, then start, you know, picking it up a little bit um, at that point. Yeah, that sounds good. I think that's a good idea. I mean, and some other things, Jill, that I have thought of that, um, or I've used in the past is like, you know, for the first half of the run, I'm thinking, you know, how can I make this easier? How can I make this easier? Like, I know you're comfortable starting, but, and, and we really want you, one of the things that is, is important to be is be where your feet are, be mentally where your feet are, not worrying about, say, a hill at mile 12 of a half marathon or anything like that. But you also have to think about what you do in mile four and five definitely influences how, how you're going to feel at mile nine and 10 and so on. Right. And you yeah. only have so many matches to burn. I mean, Sarah and I have talked about this on a podcast, but, you know, if you think about it, you know, say you're going out for um, your half marathon, you have you have 13 matches. And if you go out too fast, you're going to burn two matches in that first mile. And that's going to suck, <laughs> quite frankly, when you get to mile 12. Right. So, um, yeah. So that's I mean, so one thing is just literally like like Amanda said, don't look at your watch hold back your horses, say, can I go any slower? Can I make it any easier? Just as a, you know, really like um, increase the the drama in it, like really slow down so that you get that feeling going, like kind of feel that habit of I'm starting slow and then I'm building. I mean, other like kind of just maybe stupid and maybe they would work for you. It depends. But, you know, if you listen to music, you know, your first half music is slow, right? We're not coming on with like, you know, I don't know. <laughs> I can't even think of a band because I'll date myself. Be like, we're not coming on with Maroon 5. And I'm like, no, Jimmy, that was 1999. So um, I don't know. You know, don't come on with Lizzo, you know, feeling good yeah. as hell for, yeah. for the first song, right? Come on with, you know, maybe Lizzo with one of her much slower songs. So and really, you know, and think about that or listen to a podcast for the first, you know, half or three quarters and then put on music. Just something that like kind of slows your roll. I mean, there's nothing you can do you know, like those things will help, but you really have to mentally go in and say, my goal today is to start slow. And it doesn't matter how slow that looks because it will, you know, then I'm going to speed up and you get that feeling of, oh my gosh, I have energy. I can speed up at the end and it feels really good. And it reinforces that you want to try to do it more. Right. Yeah, absolutely. Nice. Nice. Um, Okay. So Melanie is um, starting the crush the distance um, program in June. So that's a marathon program to prep for the Chicago marathon, which is going, I did not, uh, I learned that this week, um, not on top of my Chicago marathon news, but she has her fingers crossed, um, you know, in an emoji. So, so do we, um, she wants to do a local sprint triathlon that falls in the first couple weeks of the plan. If I ramp up my cycling, should I cut back on my running miles? Um, and is there a rule of thumb for converting cycling miles to running miles? So, Again, her first, she wants to do a sprint triathlon with the first couple of weeks of Crush the Distance, which is an 18-week program. So I feel like there's a little leeway for that, right? Agree, agree. Um, there, there's, first of all, to address the, the bike to run conversion, there is no real such thing, honestly. Yeah. Uh, but, um, you know, 
Um, speaking as someone, and you too, has, has done a lot of triathlons. Um, yeah. I don't ever really feel like I lose too much run fitness, you know, cutting back and running, you know, while I'm training for triathlons and doing triathlons. So I would yeah. like kind of put that concern out of your mind, first of all. Um, and second of all, yes, cut, go ahead and cut back, especially, I think she said sprint distance, right? So yep. yeah. And, um, you know, I mean, cause there's only so much time in the day and you're going to be dedicating, you know, time to the pool and time on your bike. Um, so feel free to cut back, you know, for those first few weeks on your running. Um, I don't have any specific, um, recommendations on how much to cut back, but, you know, try to keep a, a longish run in there. Um, but maybe, you know, maybe take a day of running out. Um, maybe, you know, I'm sure you'll be doing bricks. Um, so, you know, ride your bike, hop off, do a short run and do that on a day that you might have, um, you know, either an easy run scheduled or, or even a speed day scheduled, whatever it might be, but, you know, go ahead and do those things, you know, play around with it. And I mean, I think after, you know, I'm, I'm assuming like after four or five weeks, she's moving on from the triathlon. Yeah, exactly. Like, yeah. 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 And, yeah. and you'll be okay. You'll be yeah. okay. If yeah. you need some help getting back into the running groove, like say you're, you're a couple miles short on your long run or something like that, you know, just we do an ask the coach once yeah. a week on Facebook, coach Amanda puts that up and so she can help you slide back in, but yeah, have fun, a good sprint triathlon. And those yeah. are coming back as well. Um, yeah. We love that. Awesome. Sure. Awesome. Um, and just as a reminder, I could just because, again, people may be out of practice because they, you know, might be running loops in their neighborhood or something like that. But let's just talk a little bit about fueling for longer runs, Amanda, and race day. Again, um, kind of once you hit the 75 minute mark, you've got to start thinking about fueling, but you have to start thinking about it before that. Correct? Right. Right. So, I mean, you want to you want to you know, kind of strategize, um, but also be open to experimenting is what I like to tell people because we are all individuals when it comes yeah. to what works for us, whether it's gels or noon or solid foods, you know, everyone's all over the board. So, so yeah, strategize ahead of time before you're going out for that run and, 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 you know, don't wait till the last couple of miles to start drinking, um, you know, bring some water with you or set water out, whatever it might be and um or noon um or you know and carry your gels and start practicing i mean you don't want to be um you don't want to be overdoing it you don't want to be taking you know in in fluids and gels and things like that you know um every 15 20 minutes or anything like that but but start thinking about it you know and as you're approaching you know like a 45 minute mark or something out of like say a 75 minute run you know think about trying something and, and taking something in yeah. and um see where you are as you're approaching those final miles. If you might need to tip something off, you know, with a little swig or whatever it might be, um, do it. But um, really, honestly, practice makes perfect. And yeah. Um, yeah, so start thinking about that, you know, right at the beginning of your cycle. And you want to have everything kind of nailed down and know what works for you before race day. Totally, totally. And that just to just to do a little PS, just because Johanna, you know, um, mentioned this is her first one and she made some mistakes and, you know, we are all a experiment of one. But if you're not sure how to do it or where to start, um, you know, and this may be, you know, we have the um, nutrition for half marathon and marathon fueling for half marathon and marathon program. But um, that goes into great detail in this. But basically think about 200 calories an hour. 
which you know may be too much for some of you and it may be too little, but it's a good starting point to think about, um, especially if you are more of a you know 11, 12, 13 minute miler who you know might it might take two and a half hours or three hours to finish a half marathon, then it's really important that you you know keep up the flow of glucose into your bloodstream and not you know not uh, not let um, poor fueling lead to a poor race performance. So I mean even you know um, Jill saying that she runs out of steam the last mile or so of her long runs like you know I'm wondering what maybe she needs to take a look and maybe get a couple more calories um, in there for yeah. herself. So yeah. Yeah. Um, happy to answer questions about that, but just wanted to throw that out there if it's something you haven't considered yet, because some, there's something about the winter time that I feel like it doesn't feel as important, especially drinking, um, but, but fueling too as well. So um, awesome, awesome. Any other questions today or anything else you want to bring up, Coach Amanda? Um. I had something and it's, and it's left my mind. <laughs> um, I should have written all this down. Um, it, it had to do with, oh, I know, I know. I was just going to make a little footnote here as we talk about returning to racing. And, um, you know, again, about, I, I, I'm going to say that, you know, you just mentioned like Chicago Marathon is a go, but we, with every single race out there right now that's that's committing to going live, there's still the chance that they might pull the plug, right? Of it's course. still, you know, like things are still in flux. And so I think everyone should kind of just keep that in the back of their minds and maybe have a backup plan, you know, maybe, um, okay, if they pull my, you know, pull the plug out of my race two weeks in advance, um, what could be my next goal? Or do I want to run it virtually? Or how do I want to adjust, you know, which a lot of what everyone went through last year. And so there was a little bit practiced at that, but, <laughs> you know, keeping in mind that we're still in this situation where nothing is um, for sure or a given. Yeah, yeah, we're practiced at it. And I think we're also weary of it. So we're like, oh, it's gonna go, it's gonna go, right? Yeah. Because we want it to so badly. And unfortunately, yeah. all our positive vibes in the world can't necessarily, um, turn it around if it if it can't happen because of yeah. health and and restriction reasons so yeah i agree with that and you guys are getting good at virtual races of course um we can you know help you with with virtual racing tips on the facebook page maybe we can cover that in our next webinar just in case people are you know just we'll just see which way the wind blows in a couple months and and uh we can come back and talk virtual so yeah. perfect that's a perfect um sentiment to end on. Thank you, Coach Amanda. Thank you, Johanna, for sharing it um, from Israel. That's so fun. I love, uh, I I love that. I Very cool. All right, you guys have a great day. Um, and we will see you uh, on the roads, on the trails, on the Facebook page, um, and many happy miles.